There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Terry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I am your host, Tim Williams. Big, big show today. Episode three of our pre-season podcast here at SC Playbook NRL. My first guest for the day, he's the bloke that we unveiled two weeks ago for the first time after gaining a long-term following at SC Playbook. And essentially, he's just turned his phone off, screened all my calls. I can't get a hold of him. Uh, he's been off partying God knows where I don't know if he's gone on a two week sojourn to Europe with Matty Ryan to watch him but I don't know what he's doing but he reckons he can't go down the street without getting recognised now it's the Supercoach Spy Spy what's, what's doing? Timmy Williams I don't know about all that but it's been a good few weeks um, <clears throat> I've been a busy man look I've got things happening in life so apologies about the screening of the calls but just leave me a voicemail mate I will get back to you um, mm. what's been happening? Um, well, actually I do have a bit of a story for you I've oh, been doing um, obviously a bit of team preparation and my wife woke me up last night. Apparently I was muttering in my sleep, which probably <laughs> isn't unusual. She goes, spy, spy babe. <laughs> obviously spy being my real name. She goes, you're, um, you're talking about Sammy Walker in your sleep. That wasn't the weird part. That's pretty normal. She goes, you're also <laughs> talking about saying, Nico, Cleary, don't know what to do. Like, well, actually... That was my actual thoughts process, babe, so thanks for letting me know. I've got to get back to sleep and think about it some more. I think we'll touch on that today. Oh, you unique man, Spy. We are absolutely going to touch on that today. Our major topic of the day will be the anti-potting of Nico Hines and or Nathan Cleary. You're a madman, Spy. We'll get to that shortly. Also with us, a bloke who I've been consoling for the last hour and a half off the back of the news that Saliva Havili has gone down injured and won't be available for the first half the season for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, it's their biggest fan, Matty the Waterboy. Matty, you Timmy, right, mate? you're lucky I'm even, I'm even here today. We're I, very lucky. <laughs> I, I heard about this when I was walking here and it took all of my power to not turn around, go home and, and start crying. Like in all seriousness, he, he was, when he missed out on the games last year, like from a footballing perspective, he was... He was a big loss. He's really important to see us. So, um, yeah, it's not it's not good news. We'll get to the supercoach implications of it shortly, Matty. But two things sprung to mind when I saw Havili gone down. It's gone, 
wow, he had a big role at the South Sydney Rabbitohs because obviously it revolves around Damien Cook and that bench rotation, the, the makeup of the bench. But how important is a dual, or I shouldn't say dual, in NRL terms, is a hooker slash middle forward who can slot in and be that cover at number nine, but also play in that bench rotation like Sleeve Havili, Mitch Kenny to some of these sides? Yeah, it's it's becoming like a more and more the trend. Either you got a 14 out and out utility mm. or like that. And that primarily that depends on if your hooker goes 80. If your hooker doesn't go 80, then those big forwards who can jump in at nine suddenly become so important. And for the Rabbitohs, like Havili, if you're not, if you're not watching the game, like razor sharp, you might not even know Havili played for South Sussie. He played 23 games, <laughs> but missed the fucking most important game, the prelim. And <laughs> it, it turned out to be very costly. And, and, and you're right. Now we're suddenly left with a headache of, th- we don't have another player like that. Nah. And, as, as you say, a lot, a lot of teams do, and it's really good for them. Um, yeah, so it's interesting to see how teams are going. Either you go on the 14, the like out-and-out utility, or the big forward. So, yeah. That's it. The bunnies now, it's, you know, do they run with Peter Mamazoulos on the bench? Do they run with Blake Taff and have uh, Damien Cook playing 80 week in, week out in a 27-round comp, plus uh, other rep honours, finals, all sorts of things? We'll get to that a little bit later on today's show. The first major topic of the podcast, anti-potting in the halves. The big question on everyone's lips, they see this money being freed up if they don't start with the most expensive player in the game, active, Pappy's out. Uh, Nico Hines at over 900k, creeping into it. Uh, Spy, we'll get to it shortly. And, and when you sort of mentioned this topic, I was thinking you're anti-potting Nico. No, no, you're looking at anti-potting Nathan Cleary. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, we will also be touching on our next four team previews, the Storm, Broncos, Rabbitohs and Titans today before wrapping up with a few listener questions. Guys, the SC Playbook Unlimited Group Code in 2023. Jump in and take on our contributors this season. The code is 845051. Big, big prize announcements coming likely next week, which I think are going to get people very, very excited, blowing away what we've done the last couple of seasons. Uh, for major, the major prize for our subscribers, minor prize for non-subscribers, plenty to go around. In 2023, we are live on YouTube, which you'll obviously know if you're watching us there right now. Subscribe to our channel, like the video, all that good stuff. Bloke in a bar clips will be going up onto that channel. Clips from beers and break-evens with the rugby league guru. Also, we're on TikTok. Go and follow us there. Stacks of content is up at scplaybook.com.au, including my predicted teams for NRL Round 1. Spy, let's get stuck into it, mate. Antipodding in the halves. Now, I'm going to read out a few ownership numbers so far. We've got Nathan Cleary at 56%. I think if you went uh, among the more experienced uh, veteran supercoach players, that number would be substantially higher. Nico Hines who I was thinking, if I had to guess, I would have said 40 to 45%, is surprisingly down at 22%. So when I was thinking antipod, I saw those numbers. I'm like, oh, Nico uh, not owned by four-fifths of Supercoach is pretty good. So where are people going if they're not starting with Nico, uh, Nico or Nathan Cleary? Isaiah Katoa, who, barring a freak trial performance, he's not going to be in round one. He's at 24%, actually more than Nico Hines. As that stands, that's a trap and probably should be out of your team. <laughs> Tanner Boyd at 16%, Sammy Walker at 8%, Lachlan Ilias at 77.5%, dreaming, Jackson hmm. Hastings 6.5%. The bloke, if I wasn't going with Cleary or Nico, and I may not, 
Sammy Walker probably number one. He's all the way down at 8%. Jerome Hughes is at 4%, which surprised me <coughs> quite a bit, especially some decent stats without Pappy in the team. Let's fire away, mate. Um, no need to dilly-dally. You've got Nathan Cleary out of your team in round one. Here's the latest update. I was sitting there last night. This is, this is probably a truer story than what I last told you. I sit with the side and I put Nico in. And I put Cleary in. Nico back in, Cleary in. That's basically my decision. Here's my logic. <clears throat> I'm definitely aiming. I'm probably more than aiming. I'm definitely going to own Cleary and Nico Hines by round four. That's post Penrith by. I've had Cleary in the whole preseason. I didn't even really think twice about it until last mm. night. The logic basically is Nico Hines I'm a little bit – I wouldn't say I'm concerned about, but I think there's an opportunity to make some cash. If he can lose 50 to 100K and he can pick up maybe 100K on Sammy Walker, there's an opportunity to do that potentially. It's really hard to say. Uh, he does have a pretty good run in rounds four and five at Saints and the Warriors. First three rounds, Rabbitohs, <coughs> Eels, Raiders, tough going. Tough, tough start. Two easier games, then a bye. So the absolute bold, bold play is to aim for Nico in round seven. I've written down some pros and cons. Cons are those toughest first three games, potentially. The other one is how do teams adapt, his, adapt to the Sharks style of play in Nico based on last year. Obviously, coaches and teams do their research. That one's very high on my list, yep. Spy, because... <clears throat> We see with these gun, particularly halves over the years, I've mentioned this on another podcast somewhere, but they do get worked out after a year. Like, Nico came in essentially with most of his time in the NRL spent at fullback. He now shifts into the half, shifted in the halves last season, I should say. It's an unknown. Yep. Particularly Nico, who scatters himself and roams across the field. Quite a unique halfback. So, so many touches. You know, he doesn't really sit on, he plays right edge dominant, but he swings to both sides of the field. But in time, they get worked out. Now, the champion halves, they find ways around the opposition coach's plan to shut them down. And one great one that came to mind was Blake Austin at the Raiders, who for years was dominant there, got uh, Dalian 5'8 of the year at one point, that big booming right foot step of Osto's, and then the next couple of seasons, they sort of worked out that that was a large part of his game and learnt to shut him down. And he's not alone. It happens to, to a lot of halves, yeah. and that's one area of concern, as you touched on with Nico Hines. Yeah, and that's the thing, and maybe he's good enough to come straight out and keep dominating. Maybe it takes him a couple of months. We just don't know that, so that's a, that's a note. I'm also thinking that at top dollar, um, slightly unproven given, given his youth and, and newness to the position, that it's probably going to be a little bit tougher to score against sides in general early in the season. Just defences are fired up. You want to start the year well, um, potentially some new combinations or rusty combinations. Scoring always starts slow. In it's got to be slower than the back NRL end. NRL and So if you're paying top, top dollar... There's a slight concern there. Whereas if you're paying less for someone, there's a bit less pressure on. Um, and we talked about it before, he potentially then loses money. He has um, to average, as you said, the scoring will be low early on, has to average 86. Yeah, and that's... The whole value. When you look at value, people say, oh, you can't start without Nico. I'm like, well, he actually has to score 86 plus mm. to make it a worthwhile investment. If he scored 80, you're fine. It's not going to hurt you too much. But he's got to do really, really bloody well. Um, on the pros side, he could come out and start well. Then he's got rounds four and five that are juicy. Um, and he could actually go up in cash if he plays well. That's what owners will be hoping. He is a bit of a pod now, which is huge. Mm. Uh, so I think that, that actually adds merit to maybe owning him. But here's, here's my basically around the buys, which we haven't spoken about much because they're new. But... 
I wanted to start Cleary, right? I go, okay, I go Cleary. I'll put in Sammy Walker because I'm pretty – I really want to start with Sammy for those first three rounds, see how he goes, hopefully bank those points and then make a move after that. Um, Upgrade Sammy to whoever you don't start yeah, with. Round four by Sammy Walker. It fits in beautifully. That you realise round four, it does fit in beautifully, <coughs> and you'll get to this very shortly, but – Whoever you don't start with only has one price drop and Sammy Walker only gets one price rise by that point. It's not much, I know, but it could be 50 and 50. Could, and could be 100k. What we'll do there, if I don't start with Nico, I hope he's not scoring real well, real well and his break-even's still about 200 or 160. You, you hold off. Then I'll just hold off. I'll take that pun on those two weeks. Um, or do you start with Nico because he gets three games in the first three rounds and clearly gets two. That's where the question mark around mm. Cleary comes in. Like that's potentially a lot of points. So that's where I'm stuck at. Talk to me about that. What are your thoughts around that? I think what you have to assume is, is as you said, that both of them start well. Let's say both of them start well and they both match their average, Cleary and Nico Hines. Exactly as you said, you have to have a plan in place from the get-go to have them in your team by, say, what, round four, five, six, whenever that might be, any later – if they do hit their straps, you could be left behind very quickly. Yep. The dream result is that the one you don't start with starts slowly. And then, as you said, you can wait until round seven or eight and, you know, they plummet in cash to 250K. Sammy Walker's firing, you bank his points, uh, and then it's a, a trade-off both at 700K and they meet in the middle. Huge. Um, but whatever your plan is for people out there, whether it's Nico sitting, whether it's Nathan Cleary sitting, I think you have to assume that you're getting them in. You want to have them both in by around four or five. And if it's later, well, then you've come out good because it means one from start slow. You've gone well. And it actually rolls straight into another theory I've been working on. It's around mid-ranges, especially in the back row. Uh, there's a lot of mid-range potentials in the forwards this year. We just don't know who's going to start well, though. So what I'm doing is exactly this. I'm starting with three gun back rowers. Uh, Sean Lane, Fafita and Crichton. The plan is, Crichton's also got a round four by, but he's, he's probably a hold, but we'll get to that at that point in time. One of those blokes, whoever's performing the worst of those three, will go down to the mid-ranger that's proving himself early in the competition, so you're not stuck with three dud mid-rangers. There'll be one there somewhere, as you said. Yep, there'll be one there. And then that'll give me about 250k to go straight from Sammy Walker to Hines slash... Cleary. Mm. It's locked in pretty simply. And the worst case scenario there is if, is if I have the headache that all my back rowers are killing it, in which case that's not a bad not spot a bad to problem to have. And I'll just have to make a pick on who I'm going to drop at that stage, but it means I'll, I'll start mm. it pretty hot. So that's basically what I'm thinking at the moment. The answer to Cleary versus Nico, I'm no closer to deciding, but Cleary's in my side at the moment, just on pedigree. I feel like I trust him to come out and go 120, 120 before the buy more than I do Nico. So I think that's why I'll start Cleary. Yeah, and like there's not a chance I'm not starting without Cleary. Um, <clears throat> you got to be careful with what you say here because you just know in two weeks Cleary will be out of your side because you'll have seen some new strategy in the early stage of the season and some some knob's just going to clip it up and put it on social and you'll look like a pelican. <laughs> but I just can't. I don't think I've got it in me to start without Nathan Cleary. Uh, their draw to start the season, also difficult. So Brisbane round one in Penrith. All right, I like that game for him. It. Bunnies by Parramatta Raiders. So, in fact, extremely similar to the Sharks. It's it? very similar, but who do you trust more? I trust Cleary. Nathan Cleary. I don't really care Nathan, who he's playing. Not a, like, yeah. oh, watching Nathan Cleary as a non-owner. Um, as I said, what, what's he? he's coming off an 80-point average last season. You know, I can definitely see him improving. The other thing with Cleary, and I don't want to go on about it too much because I'd be repeating myself, but 
just I do think with no kick out there this year on the left edge at Penrith, uh, Brian Toto out on the right wing for Penrith, at least when Taylor Mays out, I just think the right edge are going to see a lot more ball this year. No happy chorus out means I think Mitch Kenny, Sonny Luke, they're just going to be dishing a lot of early ball. I know I think the right edge will see a lot more attacking ball than they have in previous years. So Nathan Clear is in for me. I am very much considering anti-potting uh, Nico Hines. I'll be honest, when I saw 22% ownership, I thought, Phew. That was swaying me towards sticking with mm. him. Of course, cheapies will tell the tale of whether we can start with both. But if I'm dodging one, it's it's definitely Nico over Nathan Cleary. Yeah, I agree. Um, just on that, just numbers-wise as well, it's not as if that round three buy for Cleary, you get a zero. You get a bench player who's hopefully, if you've got a little bit of depth there, could yep. get you 40 or 50. Exactly. So it's not like you're copying a zero. It's three games of Nico versus two of Cleary plus hopefully a 50. Um, I'm happy to take Cleary. Like, right now, I'm happy to do it. Uh, Nico's probably out of my side. And put it this way, Cleary, you know, there's every chance he starts the season 80-80-80. Nico, I would not be shocked if he came out and went 50-50-50 early on against fully fit gun sides, lower scoring. <coughs> Might throw a bit of rain in the mix. Actually, that, uh, that doesn't work for Nico, does it? He triples his score in the he rain. He loves it. He loves Just it. Just ask Clementine Cassidy about that one. No, I think I actually think Nico comes out and score, averages at least 60 or 70, but that would be awesome. Sweet. He's got well, he's a heap of catch yeah. if that's the case. And he's got potential for more. We know he does, but yeah, as we know, and we say it a lot, you can't have everybody. It's not possible. Spy, we'll touch on it. So, yeah, so sorry. It'll be Sammy Walker if you do go past... The two of them. Yeah, I don't mind Jerome and a few of them, but Sammy's Sammy, the man. I just love Sammy. He's goal kicking. That's Especially the big one. if it's a short term play where you're happy to have him for a few rounds, which yep. is that the Roosters start the season against the Dolphins and then the Warriors in Sydney. Yeah. So and his goal kicking. If it's a short term plan, bang, sweet. And I love him. <laughs> Guys, NRL SC Playbook subscription package forty dollars for the entire season. Our full package fifty dollars for the NRL, AFL, BBL content. Jump over and follow SC Playbook AFL on all the social channels. Their podcast is now on a separate channel to the SC Playbook NRL. A few people were a little bit confused by it going up and getting annoyed, so they've made the, their own channel for SC Playbook AFL. That is up and running and killing it. Uh, what does it get you? Access to additional premium articles every single week on our website. Access to our subscriber-only WhatsApp groups. Two chats there contributors only we give feedback talk to you answer your questions i do a q a with subscribers every single week uh, access to our major unlimited group prize plenty plenty more so head to scplaybook.com.au uh, and head to our menu subscribe in the tab there uh, and go from there if you're interested spy let's get into the first of our previews and it is the melbourne storm who have a pretty nice little start to the season my starting 17 for them i have meany at fullback, Jennings and Coates on the wings, Olam and Smith at centres, Cam Munster, Jerome Hughes in the halves, Christian Welch and Nelson Asafa Solomona in the front row, Josh King at lock, back rows of Trent Loriero and Tarek Sims, Harry Grant at nine, bench of Tyron Wishart, Tui Kamikamitha, Tom Eisenhuth and Jack Howarth. Most of the team picks itself, those edge back rowers, there is a multitude of players who could start there come round one. Their first five rounds of the season... Eels away, Bulldogs at home, Titans away, Tigers at home. Draw strength of schedule to me, quick one put together, one being the toughest, 10 being the easiest. I've got them at a six out of 10, so a pretty solid start to the season once they get through that Eels round one. Uh, Mate, let's get stuck into the key players here. Harry Grant, 816K. I believe you're as keen on him as I am. I just need a moment. I've just seen a photo of Pappy holding his knee. Just a second. (laughs) I'm back. Composed, um, son. <laughs> I'm composed. Harry Grant, 
mm. is not in my side. Oh. Which means I don't have Nico and I don't have Harry. We could have the most... Uh, if you're not starting with those two, that means our squad balance is going to be completely different. Totally different, yeah. Well, I said I'm, I'm stacking my back row to start. And the reason I don't You've got your Harry, wits about you. So you normally follow me uh, most seasons coming in, but you've got a, as I said, ever since that head reveal, you've got this extra confidence. You're starting <laughs> to back yourself. and Got to back yourself. No, Harry. So my logic around that is I've, I've had him in, but I realised I can't get Cleary and Nico round four, mm. the side I want around them. If I, if I start with Harry. So okay. I'm just simply not. I'm sacking that back row. Um, I've got Valentine in my standards at the moment with his hot start. So <laughs> I think the core of my side is still probably reasonably similar to you, but there's just those little differences, which, which is good this year. Reasons around Harry, um, put quite simply, is and you've mentioned it before, how's the go for going to be for Melbourne? He might have to tackle a lot more than he normally does, which wears him out. It happened a, a lot in the back half of last year. My question is, can he sustain that average and can we pick him up a fair bit cheaper? I, I just prefer to have those, those two gun halves in my side earlier in the season as a target and, and basically get Harry later. I love Harry. He's one of my favourite players and he could come out hot. Of course he could. Uh, but with the balance I want in my side and the money we need to use... I've just got a few concerns around just his attacking output um, and how he's going to go there to start the season. Mm. The first seven games last season, he averaged 95 points. The last five games last season, he averaged 81 points. In and around State of Origin, he had obviously games with lesser minutes, uh, probably managed himself a little bit through that time. So the two games prior to Origin 1 last year and the two games after Origin 1 and all in between, he averaged 57 points. So I just think... I just think he's leaps and bounds above any other hooker in Supercoach. Damien Cook was outstanding last year. Again, we'll get to him shortly. So, uh, But I, at this stage, I've got room in my side. As it stands, I've got Harry Grant, Nathan Cleary, and Nico Hines. Uh, you know, whether or not I can do that and have two gun five eights as well, again, pending the cheapies, but... Nico's, Nico might be the one that has to go, which is going to hurt me a little bit. Yeah, my key decision was actually going to be Nico versus Harry. And I was decided, a lot of people are having that decision. Yeah, and I decided come round sort of 4-5, Nico scares me a little bit more than Harry on that 150-160 game. Um, and I think you can't take into account too much Harry's scores in those first 10 rounds last year. Melbourne utterly obliterated everybody. Uh, things will get harder this year. As I said, I still think he'll be really good, and it wouldn't shock me if he's up around his average. Mm. I just think he's the least likely of a few of those guns to maybe go above his average, yep. which is what we're chasing. So you're saying that you currently don't have Harry or Nico. If you had to, if you did have to start with one, and you still may, it'd be Nico because of his ceiling, essentially. Yep, and just his all-round role with like he runs a lot, he tackles, offloads, goal kicks. I'd just prefer that rather than Harry, who's maybe a little bit relying on a mm. try, try assist. Uh, and if it's a if it's a tough game where he's doing a lot of work and Melbourne aren't on top, maybe he struggles a little bit more <clears throat> potentially. But there's not much in him, let's be honest. Cam Munster last season in the final eight games of the year averaged 80 points without Ryan Pappenhausen, sort of not too, too far off his average. Uh, and that was also in that sort of dual fullback 5'8 role. This season we do expect him to be playing 5'8, Nick Meany at fullback, 848K. Uh, could you justify forking that much out for Cam Munster? Definitely not. Um, he's another bike that he maybe gets up somewhere towards his average, but he'd have to start really well. Same question marks around Melbourne, how well they start. Um, I just, he's going to have to be very, very good to outdo that average mm. uh, with his current side. 
and a really good target for as the, as the year goes on. We certainly want him in our sides, but let's see how everything opens up for Melbourne to start with. We just had a conversation about going against Antipody in the halves, the two big dogs. Well, Jerome Hughes is has to be an option for anyone doing that at 721k. Maybe people are, are littered with Roosters players and they're thinking Sammy Walker, they can't afford a fourth or a fifth for that round four buy. Jerome Hughes, his stats without Ryan Pappenhausen, pretty good. He averaged 73 in five games without him late last season, not including there was an injured game against the Titans. 2021, though, without Pappy, averaged 86 points in 10 games. Uh, anomaly of a year, record scores, so possibly inflated. Nonetheless, reads pretty well. Uh, Jerome Hughes must be tempting if you're going against one of the big boys. Yeah, he is. Um, Good draw to start. Twenty twenty one definitely inflated, not maybe definitely eighty six. Definitely inflated. Seventy three last year, so maybe you can average in the seventies without Pappy. He certainly takes on the board point. Well. Is, the point is, I suppose yep. he averaged well above his season average that year without Pappy. Yeah, for sure, it certainly suits him. Um, I think if I'm going to spend seven twenty k, you're probably not that far off getting Nico slash Cleary anyway. I'd probably just rather go mm. straight to them. Getting Hughes isn't going to help your side dramatically. Um, whereas, although, what's Sammy Walker at? He's, I think he's a fair bit cheaper than he's Hughes. He's about two hundred six hundred, maybe? Yeah, so that's a fair bit extra coin. But, yeah, I, I don't think I could start with him. It's it's a pod play if you want to do it. I wouldn't say I'm against it, but it's, it's not for me. Yeah, 624K, Sammy Walker. Uh, I'm a little bit the same. I, I, I think, yeah. It's 100K I, the, more. 100K less for Sammy. Mm. I'll start with him. Yeah, with More those, chance to make money as those well. Those two beautiful games. Yeah. I can make a case for Nick Meany in the mid-range tier at 643k at centre. I don't think I'm going to do it, mainly because, firstly, if Melbourne's pack do start slow and they don't get this go forward, it could see a number of players impacted in the side. So if they do start slow, you don't have too many of them. Uh, 643k. So in 11 games at fullback last year, he averaged 66 in that, he had that dual role with Cam Munster for a lot of it. So I think solely at fullback, he will score much better. Yep. He's priced on a 61-point average last season. Goal kicking with a pretty soft draw for... Look, it's the Melbourne Storm. When we, like, they're going to be gone. They might not be top two, but they're still going to be very good. Absolutely. What are your thoughts? And this is... You wouldn't pick him at fullback, but available at CT Dub, there is upside there. Yeah, I'm not against it. <clears throat> I think... He's probably very reliable. Uh, his work rate yeah. would be good. He goal kicks, good side. He could just be a nice plug and play to start the season. He'll be not, very low ownership. Yeah, you won't be too nervous about watching him probably. Uh, he hangs around. He tends to play the full 80. Like even last year, he had a couple of late line breaks in games where he just stays on the ball, mm. which is what you want. So, yeah, I'm not against it. He's Melbourne not fly out of the blocks. I love a hot start. So, yeah, I'm not against Meany. I think he could be a nice, nice plug in to start the year if you Could, want to go that way. Christian Welch. Could he be the answer to our mid-range front row crisis? The, the golden spot we want, weirdly golden spot we want to nail every season. Said 464K. He's priced on a 44-point average. The season before, that was due to injury. He played one game, I think, last year. Yep. Averaged 59 points per game in 2021. We touched on him a couple of weeks back on the podcast. We want to see him offloading in the trials. Is he in your side at the moment? Bloody oath he is. Of course he is. <laughs> um, I think, I had a look. I think he'll average at least 50. I'm speculating on minutes. I don't know. Maybe the ACL hurts him more than I think, but he's a forward. He it also happened round one last year. He's a year lot ago. of time. And he's a forward, so he's not relying on speed as such. They're so, so light on in the pack. The they storm. need him. 
I don't know how good his match fitness might be, but it, you know he'll have his body ready. Yep. So, um, yeah, I love him. 50 at least, which would be a fine result. Not amazing, but okay. And if you get up towards that 55, 60, you're cheering. He's playing trial one. Hopefully playing in trial game number two as well. Get that match finished up. Hopefully that's the plan behind that. Yep. And we should get ample opportunity to assess him. And as I said, if he's offloading. Remus Smith at 316k, priced on a 30-point average. Last season, he scored one try and assisted one try across something like 10 games for this Melbourne Storm side that fired early on. He averaged 51 points in 2021. You know, one side of him says, oh, geez, is there alarm bells that he's not scoring points for a gun side when they were doing well? The other one is like, there has to be more <clears throat> tries and assists and attacking points in him this season. And of all those cheapies we've looked at, particularly at the CT dub spot, he's got to be the most locked in, doesn't he? He's a hard no for me. Yeah, I just, right. That 51 in 2021, what a crazy year that was. I think his other three years, he's averaged in the 30s every year. So is he going to suddenly average more? I don't know. I'd just rather take someone like I'd rather a Hayes Dunster playing fullback who has raw potential and could average that fifty or sixty that mm. we don't know about. If I'm going to take a pun on one of them, I'm a bit similar as my back row. I'm going to try to start a couple of decent centres and maybe some blokes who I trust based on past results a little bit more. But yeah, previous previous scores for Remus, I'm just not sure. I just think he might be that bloke where you go, yeah, he's going okay. He's not mm. doing much for me. Um, I'm not about him to start yeah, the year. I've got him in my side at the moment. I think he's cheap. I said job security is good. He doesn't have to do much. If he can fall over the line a couple of times for the Storm, they haven't lost in round one since about World War Two. So, like... <laughs> he won't hurt you. Yeah, That's sure. Worst case, hurt. he doesn't hurt yeah. you. Best case, he does jag some tries. He does increase his base. The only I reason like, I'd end up with him is if we get to round one and there's just no options. And I'm like, I just need someone to average me at least 35. Then maybe I'll get him, but I'm trying to avoid put it like that. Uh, and then the back row options, Jack Howarth, uh, Trent Loiero, Elias Katoa. There's about six or seven I could rattle off that could start round one on the edge. So just a big watch on them. Especially Aero is a pretty good player from what I've seen. Mm. Um, I had a look at his... Numbers, he had a couple of 80-minute games, I believe, in the yep. past where he went all right. So he's a, he's a good watch. I've got a little smoky for you. And I don't think it's going to happen, but they played Big Nelson to suffer Solomona on an edge a couple of times yeah. late last year. If yeah. he happened to play on an edge, I'd love to own him. I don't think – good call, but – Probably I, need him in the middle, don't they? I think they need him in the middle. Yeah. I don't think they have the middlemen this year, and they do have edge back rollers. Granted, there's no one yeah. that stands out. Mm. Be just an issue one if he happens to be named at 11 or 12. Even yeah. some bigger minutes in the middle because they're light on. Potentially, no. Yeah, just one to watch. South Sydney Rabbitohs. 1 to 17. Latrell Mitchell, Isaac Thompson, and Alex Johnston on the wings. Isaiah Tass, Campbell Graham at centre. Cody Walker and Lockie Ilias in the halves. Tommy Burgess, Tavita Totola up front. Cam Murray at lock. Edge back rollers. Keon Kaloa, Matangi, and Jai Arrow. Damian Cook at nine. Bench, I'll have to update this. Saliva Havili, gone. Hame Sele, Davey Moali, Jacob Host. Maddie, I'll throw to you, mate. How does uh, – I rattled that off pretty quickly, but how does the <laughs> how does the Bunny 17 sound? And let's talk about, firstly, with that 17, what happens with the Saliva Havili impact? Because does Peter Mamazoulos come in? Is it Blake Taff? What does this mean for Damien Cook's minutes? I feel like, first of all, I'm n the only one I might change. I don't 
it worked last year that Tommy Burgess come off the bench. I, I reckon Sele might start this year. That's just my opinion. Mm. But that, that that's not really relevant. They'll both play. Yeah. Um. So who the, who was the other bench? You got Host. He's locked in. You got Moali, Sele slash Burgess. Yeah. So then it's just that sleeve Havili at fourteen. Who gets the utility role? How do they go about that? Fuck because man. I don't see who else can cover Cook in that team. Like. You know, you could slot Cam Murray in at hook if you needed to, but, God, you don't want to be doing that because you no. waste. Um, I, I don't really know. Like, could you put Blake Taff in there if you really needed to? He's just very small defensively. Yeah, I, I don't – I haven't – I don't think we have, any of us have seen him kind of play that role. Um, you'd almost just go safe and go Mamazellas, won't you? Like, just to, just to start the year. I don't – I don't know. I'm a little bit torn, Or do you back – Cook just to go 80. And then if he gets injured, you have some sort of backup plan that's not a recognised number nine. Well, that's when Murray goes in mid-match if there's an injury If Cook, Cook goes off. Yeah. Like, and then, Cook's durable. So. Yeah, because then you just put Jairo at 13 and or sort of one of those guys in the middle. Maybe that's the play. Yeah. So maybe they'll put Taff because Taff just covers so many positions. Yeah. Like, you can't just be looking at – like, to be fair, even if Cody goes – like, say Cody goes down, then they're still kind of screwed. Like, there's not many players in that team uh, – versatile like in different positions so there's there's really not is there and that's no. that's a good point you make because let's say i do go mamazoulos and then one of the halves goes down yeah you could put mamazoulos in the halves but you know that's not ideal is it either? no it's so not you, ideal you're short somewhere yeah so you, you're not it's probably if you put in mamazoulos just to cover cook it's probably it's it's a sideways move mm. compared to if you put taff in there yeah yeah i reckon stick with taff um, it's such a shame if Billy's out till May. It's it's so annoying. Um, yeah, I'd probably go Tav at fourteen. Then yeah, my bench would be Jacob Host, Tommy Burgess slash Sele, and yeah, I think you're right, David Moali. I reckon we'll see more of him this year. He's um he's pretty cheap, Moali. Now, Maddie Isaac Thompson is three hundred thirty six k to start the season. There's obviously uh, Tane Milne is out for just round one. Yeah, just round one. Just round one, so that makes it a little bit tough there. So Thompson at 336, and then Isaiah Tass, uh, another one there to start the season. I suppose, firstly, round two, Tane Milne comes back. Isaiah Tass at 567k. Who do you reckon, does Milne come back into the back line or not? Uh, I would be guessing. I, I Personally, I want to see Thompson, but... I keep forgetting this as well. He's only played two games. Yeah. It's just it's just because it'd be good to have a big winger back there. I know Tane's pretty big as well, but Thompson's just a fucking big motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I'd be leaning to Thompson, but I'm honestly guessing like it's it's just no guarantee. I have no idea how the coach is thinking. I don't think anyone really does, to be honest. And so. what you're saying is you you'd be struggling to start with Thompson. Like there's there's not a lot of confidence that he holds that spot round two. No, it would be an absolute. It is to me. It is an absolute coin toss. Mm. Tass obviously he's locked in. He's got left center locked up. Um, but yeah, it'd be it'd be very very interesting if Tane was available round one. Who they'd pick? Maybe they'll just stick with Thompson because he's you know he gets to play round one. But fuck that's that means fuck all. Like I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe they can get uh, Big Tane Milne Just that hooking cover Get him, get him a bit of time at hooker He can play most other positions so. I heard his left to right's a bit poor But he can uh, work on uh, it uh, Spy, let's start at the top With none other than Latrell Mitchell uh, Big Trell at 889k 
Now, the big argument here is obviously Teddy and Turbo are a pretty popular fullback starting combination. I believe you have the same at this stage. Latrell Mitchell, with the South Sydney's jaw to start the year, they go Cronulla, Penrith, Roosters, Manly, Storm, which is just, that is such a tough first five rounds of the season. Hard to go Latrell Mitchell on at that price for round one with that draw. On the flip side, he destroyed the exact same calibre of teams back into last year and my side's still reeling from it. Yeah, um, the jaw doesn't phase me too much with Trell. Yeah. He's just too good. He's too big. He's too strong, powerful. They score points. He'll kick goals. If Put it like this. If Tommy Turbo wasn't available, say, God forbid, ranges his hammy or something, all of a sudden we have a massive decision to make for that mm. second fullback role, I'd probably find a spot full of Trell. Uh, I'd love someone like maybe a drink water, but that extra goal kicking... He's a, he's a gun of guns. I'd, I'd be happy to own him, to be honest. But with Tommy there, hoping he's healthy, um, it's hard not to have Tommy, just given the price difference more than anything. It is. Um, I suppose going down the rest of the team, it's a little <coughs> bit hard because, like, I could absolutely make a case for Cody Walker if it wasn't for the draw. If there were some softer yeah. games, but I can't go near him with that draw. I expect probably a bounce back year from him as well. He was Definitely. Sort of, he wasn't his best last year. He'll know it. Uh, I, th- I think they have a pretty good season. He could be a prime target as a little pod 5'8 as the year goes on. Um, I should mention, you were chatting before, but Isaac Thompson, he's currently in my side. Am I going to take a massive punt that he holds his spot? Because if he does, it could be a huge play because I'm going to – I trust him far more than any other of those – any other of those cheapy centres. Mm. Um, hopefully a big work rate in the base. We talked about the running game before. He'll have to do plenty of carries. He plays outside Luttrell. I'm pretty tempted just to have a full hour on him and see what happens. Yeah. Again, draw concerns me a little bit, but it's a damn good side the Bunnies are throwing out there and we know they've got a lot of points in them. So, yeah, I don't mind it at all. Not in my team as it stands, but if the cheapy scene is slim early on, particularly at CT Darwin, I could see myself starting with mm. him. Certainly more upside than someone like Remus Smith that I've got in my team. I, I fully understand yep. that, but I'm happy to go with the draws early on. Cameron Murray at 749k, second row forward. Oh, how I'd like to start with him in my team. Uh, I just... I don't probably see him as a value proposition early, and he's probably priced it pretty close to his peak. Yeah, you probably know about what you get with Cam, and it's about that. Ah, Ceiling is excellent. Like, we know he's, he's got big tons, not big tons, but 100-plus scores in him. Yeah, he's a gun. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I haven't really thought about starting him. He's just maybe – if he was 70K cheaper, yeah. he'd come into consideration a lot more, but he's just a bit too expensive for me to start with. Average 71, 70 the last two seasons, 68, <laughs> 69 before that. So, as you said, you, just, you, you know what you're going to get. The only time he's scoring poorly is if minutes come off in which he's around that 65 to 70-minute <coughs> role each and every season. So, uh, pretty safe on that front. Mate, anyone else at the Bunnies to touch on? Because I don't probably see a lot of relevance there. Damien Cook, for all the mentions, reasons we just mentioned, he's coming off essentially a career supercoach year. He was outstanding yeah. last season. He's one that I definitely don't see at value early on, and I just think there's better options. Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, he, could, he could do it all again, and if so, he'll come into consideration down the line, but won't be starting with him. Uh, we mentioned Davey Malali before. Mm. Needs some bench front rowers. Yeah. <laughs> he could be one of them. Matty, is there anyone there at the Bunnies that you see <coughs> playing greater minutes this season? Is Mo Ali one of them uh, looking sort of on the cheapy front? 
Moali's the big one. Yeah. I think they've done extremely well to not rush him into first grade. He's like, he kind of comes in, maybe plays seven minutes, then he plays 10 minutes. Yeah. Back to reserve grade because he's... Everyone talks so highly of him. And while we haven't seen him do a lot in first grade, the, the progression has been very slow and they've been very patient. And I think this is the year we see a lot more of him. i tell you what. So he starts at 234K. If they do with Ma- go with Mamazoulos to replace Avili, that is huge for Davey Moali. Yeah, yeah. He could play an extra 20 minutes. Yeah, 100%. So I think, we'll, I, I think he'll play round one. I, I don't know... Yeah, he would have played round one probably no matter what, um, Moali. But I think now that Havili's out, he'll he'll definitely play round one. Mm. Nice. Yeah, big, big watch on Davey Moali and the round, Bunnies round one team. It's a side that looked just about locked in one to 17. All of a sudden, it's like that one injury has could change a lot of different things in there. Guys and girls, uh, if you're ready to tie the knot, you've also worked out, you're already tied up by your finances – Say, I do, to Pat and George helping you fund your dream wedding. Do not be that bloke that makes your missus compromise on her dress, or more importantly, your uncle compromise on how many schooners he can polish off at the ceremony. Patty and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. They can get you the cash quickly to make your special day unforgettable. Even better, if a big ceremony isn't your goal, the boys can also make your honeymoon a trip to remember because it's not a debt to regret. Guys, shoot them a message on their Instagram handle at Pat and George Mortgage Choice to get that sorted. You can also jump into any of the articles on our website to get their email, phone contact, QR code if that's easier. All of that. Uh, best of all, Spy, it'll save you 129 bucks to, uh, on a free consultation. Big bucks. Love it. It's actually bad. really good. Like, genuinely, that's, that's something to look into. Free consultation. It's a free swing, really, isn't it? Mm. See what happens. Mate, uh, you, got, you tied the knot a couple of years ago, but, you know, you could have upgraded your, your uh, honeymoon with the missus, couldn't you? Oh, mate, don't talk to me about it. I didn't know the boys back then. Yeah, you went to Cooma for it, didn't you? I gave you the recommendation. You said, yep, I'm sold, and you came back and haven't been back since. Went down to Cooma, then went up to the snow, but stayed in Cooma because I couldn't afford the snow, so, yeah. Could have gone to Europe. <laughs> uh, Spy, let's move on to the Brisbane Broncos and our preview of them. A really intriguing proposition going into round one because for 20 rounds last year, you'd be thinking, all right, there's some elite super coach potential going into the new year. Uh, then the last five rounds or so, they capitulated, missed the eight, thankfully, for the Raiders. Uh, and then this season, this off-season, I should say, has just been all over the shop for them. My 1-17, to Reese Walsh, fullback Corey Oates, Selwyn Cobo on the wings. Herbie Farnworth and uh, Katoni Staggs at centre. I can't even speak about him. Ezra Mehem and Adam Reynolds in the halves. Payne Haas, Tommy Flegler. I'll speak plenty about him at front row with Paddy Carrigan at lock. Jordan Ricky, <coughs> Kurt Capewell in the halves. Billy Walters at nine. Big battle for nine to play out throughout the preseason. A heap of blokes in line there. Corey Pucks at 14. Rest of the bench, Keenan Palisai, Corey Jensen, Marty Tapau. Uh Let's get into it, mate. Katoni Staggs. <laughs> Straight to it. Katoni Staggs. Uh, you haven't played Supercoach if you haven't been burnt by Katoni Staggs at once or twice in the past. I think it sums up that last season, it was about round five or six, he tunned up against the Panthers and Roosters. There were games either side of that against something like the Warriors and Titans where he scored about 30 points. He starts this year at 512k, priced on a 49-point average. The seasons prior to that, averages of 62 and 59. Uh, where do you sit on Katoni? Is in your team for I'm, so, I'm so tempted. <laughs> um, you look at those numbers, 59, 62. If he can average 60 again, which he could well. That's such a good buy. Before we get into it, first five rounds. <coughs> Panthers away, Cowboys at home, Dragons at home, Dolphins away. 
But, of course, they're playing that at Suncorp Stadium. Tigers at home. I've got their first five-round strength of schedule rated at six out of ten. Could have easily gone higher. So, get this. Seven of their first ten games this season are at Suncorp Stadium. Their three away games in the first ten rounds. One's at Penrith in round one. Brutal. Then they go to the Gold Coast. Then they face Parramatta. Parramatta's home game in Darwin. Like... They're up north seven of eight weeks or something like that. Nine of ten. Oh, wow. Darwin, obviously, NT. So a great draw once you get through Penrith round one. Uh, Katoni Staggs. And who cares about Penrith? It's Katoni. He'll probably lift for that game more than other games. He he averages about 38 points, maybe 28 against the Newtown under 14s. (laughs) But he averages about 90 against Penrith. He just loves, hopefully loves that challenge. Just his quotes coming out. You'd, you'd have to believe they're honest where he said he's, he was hurt last year. He's carrying a I shoulder. I mean, we saw the injury. We saw no, the injury Jawan. and he carried it though. In saying that though, he still had ups and downs before Origin. He, he was did, still yeah. playing well, super coach-wise more than anything. People have a massive go at him all the time and it annoys me a little bit. Like, get, go get the ball, go get the ball. If I'm captain or coach of Brisbane, I don't want him taking hit-ups. I want him getting clean early service to take on his centre one-on-one. That's not his job. He's ready to go every set. I just want the halves to get him some more ball. That's my only question mark of why I wouldn't own him because just the style of footy they play. And I'd have to have a think about Reese Walsh, but Tamari Martin and Reynolds, they dig into the line. It just always goes to Cobbo when the wingers jam in. That's where Cobbo had all the success. And nothing's changed on that edge to suggest otherwise <coughs> this season. Yeah, Reese Walsh comes in. We don't know how he'll impact things. I do think it's a pretty low-risk play, though, on Katani. Barring yeah. injury, of course. He shouldn't be less than 50, surely. surely. he's going to average around similar last year with upside. You could even sit him, like, I know this may be <clears> dramatic, but you could even sit him around one against Penrith and just play him from there on out. Yeah. But, as um, I said, he turned up in Penrith last year. Yeah, I think if you're going to buy him, just, just play him. But I'm very, very tempted. It's just those scars of the past, particularly for yourself. You've been burnt pretty bad. I actually haven't. I owned him for one of his tons last year early after not starting with him. So he's in my good books. Yeah, I mean, he only, he only cost me 45 grand and that, that wasn't uh, super coach money either. Um, enough of Katoni. Uh, no, it's not enough of Katoni. We better speak. I better speak. About yeah, him. give us your thoughts. Um, uh, it hurts, mate. It just hurts. I, he's not in my team at the moment. He probably won't be. Big trial watch. He's playing in week one of the trials, so we'll get a look at him this weekend, which is encouraging. I just want to see him get more ball. I I want to see him proactive in looking for more ball. Yes, Adam Reynolds and that edge need to use him better, but he just sits there and waits for it, waits for it. And if it doesn't come to him, it's like, okay, I don't care. He can demand the footy, can he? Of course he can, mate. Of course. Um, A-Ray, get me the bloody ball. I'll score whoever's in front of me and he will. So hopefully we'll see that. And I tend to agree on what you just said. It's probably a free look round one against Penrith. Yeah. Are they giving him the ball or not? If they yeah. are, just get him in, find yeah. a way. Then go if into the softer draw after that. I'll get him in from round two or three if yeah. I need be. But yep. uh, you're right. I do think he is probably a pretty safe pick. But even then, he'll get injured or start suspended or something, and then something yep. will go wrong. That's it. Mate, Payne Haas, 662K, a bloke that, you know, initially I was keen on, one of the best front rollers in Supercoach. And then... Uh, some off-field incidents, I think, has turned people away from him. A bit worried about uh, where you know where the head might be at. A few things going on at lower ownership. I think, all right, maybe he's not a bad one to start with. He started last, sorry, last season, averaged sixty-three points per game. 
he's in the three seasons prior to that, he averaged 68, 75, and 78. Dude is an Adonis when he wants to be, and to be fair, not what he wants to be, just about every single game. Last season, he started with an average of 76 across the first seven rounds. I was getting belted about it, mate. You've got to pick him, he's killing you. Went against my uh, approach of, you know, I don't start with premium front rolls because I just don't think they can hurt you in Supercoach. Remaining 14 games of the year, he had one score over 65. I do think he's starting undervalued at 63 points. What do you reckon? Like, I, I don't mind paying Haas. Yeah, I think he's a, a smidge undervalued, but he doesn't fit that bill of that front row where I'm trying to save money again. Mm. I just think you can spend money elsewhere to really bolster your squad. Um, it's probably no for me to start, but if you want to lock him in, he'd be pretty safe for you. He does have the upside, but he's been probably f- trending down a little bit from a super coach perspective after his first two seasons yep. when his minutes were huge. Um, off-field incident, we have no idea how that's going to affect him. It could fire him up, it could hurt him. Who knows? I think we just watch him and he'd be a nice upgrade target once you get to that Around front row. Around seven right or eight or something. Yeah, you've got once some you get some to money with. to work with, but no, I'm, I'm happy not to start with him. we we'll go Christian Welch at 700k <laughs> to him. At also 700k. Well, I wouldn't sell a keeper, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, Paddy Carrigan, 654k, priced on a 62 point average. He's a bit like Ruben Cotter to me, where, <clears throat> all right, he probably doesn't have the upside, but he's one bloke who he'll get the minutes because he's so integral to this Brisbane lineup, particularly their, obviously their pack. He'll just build out massive base. I wish he was at front row. If he was at front row, I would nearly go against my front row you know, philosophy and start with two higher-priced blokes in him and Ruben Cotter. But at second row, there are blokes with high, far higher ceilings to me. Yeah, just strike rate in terms of try scoring is the big one there, which he probably doesn't have. Um, just on Haas as well, you can get Tarpany for a sim- similar price. Tarpany's upside yeah. is enormous. So if you're going to spend that money, it's Tarpany. Yeah, uh, to start the year, Carrigan, no for me for the reasons you said, but could be in for a good year. I think a lot of the Broncos are a big watch this year. Um, that opening month, just to see how they're doing, who's doing what, how they're clicking, um, they could present some opportunities as the season goes on. Tommy Flegler's one at four seventy nine k. That realistically, I'll be having a look at early on, but priced on a forty six point average last season in forty four minutes per game. Just a very good footballer, Tommy Flegler, and a bit like Welch. There's, there's that upside of he's got a great offload on him. Just about every season he scores at a tick over a point per minute. So he'd probably have to take the 44 minutes per game to 55 to warrant any consideration. But again, like Welch, I just, if he's offloading, not willy nilly, but offloading a fair bit in the trials, he'll be an early season watch for me, but I can see people having Tom Flegley on their team by round three. Offloading at will, I believe, is the term you're after, mate. Uh, Willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. Offloading at will, yeah, you're right. Um, Good English. I just don't know why. So my issue is I've looked at his previous years and he's always about the same. So yeah. where's the upside come from? Where's the uptick in minutes? Sure, it may happen, but I'm not willing to punt that it yeah. will suddenly will. So I won't be starting with him. He fits the watch criteria nicely. And then Spy, the hooking rotation around cheapies. Blake Moser, highly regarded young hooker at 200k. Tyson Smoothie, 216k, former Storm player. Gun, I think he may have was, I what, Queensland Cup player of the year last year or something around about that. And then Corey Pax at 275k. Billy Walters is more and, you know, won't warrant it. But if any of them three do get a start, probably more so Smoothie or Moser, and it looks unlikely at this stage, but Smoothie killed the Broncos trial last weekend, uh, could come into consideration. Yeah, huge wraps on Smoothie. So yeah. I'll tell you what. 
if if he was to start, there's a lot of hooking options um, at that lower range. So yeah, someone to watch round mm. one. We'll see. Just on Moser, he we couldn't figure out why he didn't play. He's he had preseason sur- off season surgery on his shoulder, so, so he's not going to be back to round one. So right. he's not going to play these trials. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, there's one we can scratch through because they're they're not going to pick him straight away from round one, are they? Yeah. Uh, mate, moving on to the final team of the podcast for this week, the Gold Coast Titans at number one, AJ Brimson, wingers Jojo Fafita and uh, or Khan Pereira, Olafiana. I'm not sure how to pronounce his first name. Sorry, mate. Centres, Philip Sammy and Aaron Shop, Kieran Foran and Tanner Boyd, the new halves pairing up there. Mo Fodawaker, Tino Fasua Malawi at props with Aaron Clark at lock. Sam Verrill's at nine. Dave Fafita, <coughs> Bo Furmore in the second row. Jaden Campbell at 14. Uh, making up the bench with Joe Stimson, Isaac Liu, and Jamin Jolliffe. Uh, I will note that Paddy Herbert and Brian Kelly out to the round three and four each with injury and suspension, respectively. So it gives Khan Pereira in cheapy range certainly the first bite of the cherry there, um, first crack at it. <sighs> Let's start with the big one there, Spy, because there's not a heap of Supercoach relevance, but Dave Fafita, who we spoke about in your early team reveal, which I know a lot has changed from that team reveal already, is Dave Fafita, I think you mentioned he's still in your side at the moment, priced on a 65-point average this season. Yeah, he's in. It's that contract year thing, that situation. Mm. You just... Whether you know it or not, it has to be a massive motivator to say, I need to put my best foot forward here. Um, and you talk about demanding the footy. If you've got millions of dollars on the line or hundreds of thousands, you're going to want the footy and you're going to demand the footy. He's got Tanner Boyd with him. They're good mates growing up. That'll, I like all that stuff combination-wise. I like it a lot, in fact. They should know how to work with each other. Um, I'm just locking him in. And he could be the bloke that gets cut round four when I upgrade my halves. He's got a chance to prove himself for me. So that contract year for Fafita is massive, isn't it? <laughs> it's I just, huge. Yeah, he's, he's like you can just see. <clears throat> uh, I mentioned the other day he he averaged he averaged eighty five points in twenty twenty one. I think we forget about that because of last year. Last year he had this horrible year for Super Coach and not a great NRL year, <clears throat> and he averaged sixty six points. Yeah, um, you know, the, there's only upside there in Dave Fafita, so I'm happy to lock him in. The uh, draw to start the season, sorry. Tigers, Dragons into Storm, Cowboys, <coughs> bye. But then Dragons, Broncos, Dolphins. It's a good draw. Um, rounds three and four are a little bit trickier, but particularly rounds one and two, good. So I like him. What about... Can he get through Leichhardt over round one, mate? Probably not. Can just, the, just cross your fingers. Can the Tigers get through it? <laughs> uh, AJ Brimson at 673k. Jewel, fullback, 5'8". So good. Such a good footballer, hampered by injuries in the past, but 22 games last season. Um, Average score, 64 last year, 61 in 21, and 74 in 2020 across nine games. Any love? Because if the Tigers can turn it on, oof. I love him. There's a lot of love. He was actually my captain in the last game of last year. Mm. He scored 80 or 90. Uh, I won't start with him because I think – Probably can't afford him, to be honest, mm. with Dewey. But he could be a pairing with Dewey at 5'8". Uh, definitely he goes be. on. Have, take a punt here. In the last month of last season, what do you think he averaged? Just throw a number at me. I know it's very good because I wrote about him and spruced <coughs> him every week for that last <laughs> month. And I know he went nuts in the last two weeks and I didn't jump on him. Um, uh, I th- he almost tunned up the last two weeks. So I'll say 95. <coughs> 
105. Yeah, shit. It was a pretty easy draw. It was a soft draw. But it was 105 and he, he looked so good. So, yeah, he could be a really good pod target as the year goes on. Um, though he might not be a pod because I might talk about him every week if he's killing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you talk about him every week and we see his ownership absolutely plummet to 0% by round one. Reverse psychology. Tanner Boyd <laughs> uh, has really thrown a cat amongst the pigeons. Because he's 384k. All the word is that he'll be starting at half with Dave Fafita running off him on the right edge. Goal kicking, dual halfback hooker. Early on, I think a lot of people were thinking, let's lock in Cleary and Hines in the halves. And then at hooker, let's lock in, you know, it might be Cheese and <coughs> Harry Grant was probably the early thinking. Tanner, he's made things interesting. Last season, average minutes per game, 53 Average, po- uh, sorry, average 37 points per game, but he gets the crack at, essentially, the spot he's picked at Australian Schoolboys for, and this, I think it's his best spot on the field, his <coughs> halfback. Do you like him? Uh, straight in. He hasn't left my side. And that's actually part of the reason Harry's not in my side, because once I decided yep. to pair Cleary and Sammy Walker, Boyd has to be in my side, I think, for value. So it's Cheese and Tanner Boyd up at the hooking position. He averaged 57 points a game in the halves last year. That was in about eight or nine clashes. Yeah. And unless something's changed I've missed, he's their goal kicker and he kicked it over 80%. Yeah. Like, what else do you want? I think he's really, really good. He may be in my 17. He may be my coverage for whenever there's a buy, if there's a Penrith or Roosters fella out, Tanner Boyd comes in. That's beautiful. Dual position. Um, got Schuster opposite 5'8", which a lot of people will. Oh, sorry, he's a half scrap, what I'm about to say. But he's got dual position. Mm. Added flexibility doesn't hurt. Yeah, he's one that I'm – he's not in my side at the moment. I do want to see him in the trials, see how he performs because there are so many halves there <coughs> waiting to take his spot if he and the Titans don't fire early. Yep. He'll be the first bloke, bloke chopped. Even if he plays well and they lose games, he'll be scapegoated straight out of there like every good young halfback. So I think just on that as well, I'm starting him at hooker. Worst case scenario, if he gets the chop, I can go down to Sonny Luke yep. and make about 150k True. or something. Don't mind that. Don't mind that at all. Yeah, he may find his way into my side. Guys, Kuma Stallions hosting a 50-year celebration on Saturday the 10th of June at the Multifunction Centre in Kuma. What a venue. 5 p.m. till late, they tell me, so scoos will be flowing. Uh, If there's any Kuma people listening out there, mates, uh, mates of yours, parents, whoever they might be, cats, dogs, uncles, whatever, uh... Blokes like Brett White, Sam Williams, Neil Henry have come from the Coombe Stallions, mate. So 50-year anniversary, trying to raise a, a bit of awareness for that. Just for anyone who doesn't know, it's on. Tickets can be purchased online via the Coombe United Stallions Facebook page. Uh, if you're battling and can't work that out and you are, this does relate to you, the 0.01% of the audience who it does, uh, just hit us up on Instagram or wherever and we'll, uh, we'll sort that out for you. It'll be a great night out. Very good. You're heading down, mate? Uh, to be confirmed, mate. We've got a fundraiser for the Stallions in two weeks down there in Cooma. There's another one. Uh, nice. Absolute belter of night. Jamal Fogarty coming down. Jackie Williams, NRL stars galore. So I'll be going down to that one. Good stuff. Save me a seat. I'll, I'll come to one of them. You beauty. Uh, a few questions to wrap it up, Spy. First one from Brody Copeland. Oh, he's a great <coughs> one for you. Big Angus of the Crichton variety or Sean Lane in the back row? You currently have both. So if you had to choose between one of them, who would it be? I'm so big on Shawnee Lane to start the year. He's about 2% ownership. Just start with Sean Lane. Mm. Let's see what happens there. I think he could be enormous. If Crichton didn't have his early buy, I'd say him. 
but my, my true answer is find a way to get both if you can. But I know Sean Lane's expensive. I don't want to talk about him too much because he's Megapod. <laughs> um, they're both going to kill it. So whichever one you want, Broads, or take them both. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we mentioned before, tough draw to start <coughs> the year for the Eels. However, Sean Lane, I've gone through the stats in a prior podcast, but very fixture-proof weapon. Yep. And he's a fits right that bill as well if he starts decent but not amazing he's my downgrade yeah um, for that half scenario yeah. so there's plenty of options you go down to the performing mid-ranger mm. i really like like stacking that back row a little bit for that sense question from brett sims how does the warriors how do the warriors look <coughs> uh their back line how do they fit uh, so he asked questions metcalf tomorrow martin cnk spoke to diehard warriors fan anton Posser, good man very good man uh, very vocal on Twitter and spoke to a few others just to nut down there. The Warriors starting team for round one, it sounds like Chance at fullback, Tamari Martin at six with Sean Johnson at seven. Uh, there'll be no Metcalf at this stage. As far as the pack goes, Fanua Blake, Mitch Barnett up front, Torhu Harris at lock, Josh Kamarada near Corey in the back row, Wade Egan at nine. So there's a lot of word from the coaching staff, from players. They've been the Warriors fans have been piecing this all together. How are they going to line up round one? Mitch Barnett will start at prop before shifting to an edge at some point. Josh Curran would go to lock. Torhu Harris to prop. Torhu Harris and Murata Niakora are going to be the big minute players. <coughs> Whether he's at prop or if he's at lock, Torhu Harris is going to be the link man, that ball playing lock. Mm-hmm. Um, so the big minutes in the pack, as it stands, Niakora and Torhu Harris. You'd be a little bit wary around Barnett, Josh Curran, and a few other guys like that uh, for now. So, again, plenty to play out for round one, but that is the word out of New Zealand camp. Gee, I hope they have a good year. They've got to start well. Don't we all? Yeah. Don't even if like, that tough opening 10 weeks, even they can win four of them or something, and then they'll get a good run home. There's be, enough talent there, mate. So be good for rugby league. Yeah, a few of those young blokes to fire. Question from <coughs> Jay Entrican, and it's a draft question. NRL Supercoach draft. He asked whether to go Turbo or Munster when getting third pick in the draft. Round 26 uh, is this particular draft league's final. Uh, Stevie Hevener, our draft expert, is doing some draft content for us this season. Uh, pre-season, he'll be doing. Um, you know, ranks, orders, positional and ours, all sorts of stuff. So that'll be coming soon. Turbo or Munster at third pick? Munster for sure for me. I know not everyone will agree, but when you're playing draft fantasy sports, you, essentially you can't trade them if they get hurt. So I always take the bike that's more reliable in terms of proving their fitness. Maybe Tommy's got the potential average 15 more than Munster, but Munster generally stays on the paddock. So for me, 100% Munster. I couldn't take Tommy up top. I just I'm, couldn't do it. I'm with you, mate. And a few people have spoken about, you know, having Tommy Turbo as high as two or three in their draft order. And the logic is that they, they're all looking back to 2021 when you average 140. He could single-handedly win you a draft. Like, well, so can a couple of players protect. No, I shouldn't say a couple of players can. He's probably the only one who can single-handedly win it for you. Mm. But he could also almost single-handedly lose it for that's, you if he's, if he's your first-round pick and he goes down in round one. Like, I couldn't take I wouldn't take him. I wouldn't even take him at nine, probably. I just don't think I could do it. I'd start to geez, think about it around that's then. That's harsh, but... Yeah, I'd start to think yeah, about I'll it. But if you've got someone like... If you could get someone who's averaging 75 for you at nine... Or Tommy, I don't know. I'm just, I'm pretty big. I've been burnt in the past a few times. NBA as well. Yeah. I'm like just, you need bodies on oh the paddock God. to win. And that, like Nathan Cleary, is probably a pretty clear number one pick. I've heard people saying two <laughs> and three, and that having you above Tedesco, I'm like Tedesco for me every day. Like obviously it's due to durability. Uh, it could be a masterstroke on Tommy Turbo, but 
to, to be greased. Latrell, Munster. Like, <clears throat> yeah, no, not for me. Mm. Uh, what? What else we got here? Matty O'Sullivan really want to take a punt on Viliami Kikau's pod. Similarly priced to Angus, but doesn't have a buy till round thirteen. Wasn't someone we touched on in the second row forward, front row forward analysis either. <clears throat> and that would have been a and break-evens episode. Or are you preferring Gus for the price? What about Viliami Kikau? And you what will be a super dominant left edge at the dogs outside Matty Burton? Yeah, I don't hate it. <clears throat> We're talking about combinations taking time to gel, but you don't need much combo with big Viliami. Yeah. You just give him some good footy. Early baller at the line and he does his damage for you. So I don't hate it as a pod play, potentially. It's risky a little bit in a new side, but I don't hate it. I want to see the combination form yeah. first. Yep. Um, I said he'll steamroll blokes regardless. Matty Burton inside and can only be a good thing. I just wanted to give it some time for that combination to form and round six, seven, eight, down the track, we'll have a look at him. And maybe even just start with Angus and then if you like him what you see, trade when Angus's buy comes up, trading over to Villy if you really want him. And he just he killed it at the Panthers <clears throat> in recent years and he's still only been a solid super coach scorer, so he can't have done much more for them, let's be real. Mm. Maybe he plays bigger minutes. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's, it's a mat, it's a pod play. Matty Broom. Not for, not for me, but it's I'll see where the head's at. Matty Broom. Uh, Cohen Hess. Uh, word around Cowboys camp, starting on the edge this year. Does he become a viable option? I suppose the value here being that he's available at front row forward. Um, they do have they do have that, as I said, the right, ed, uh, right edge? The, the left edge. Uh, Jeremiah Nano on the right, Cohen Hess on the left. 400k, he's cheap. I don't know what his minutes will be. As obviously, Highland Luke, he's not due back to a little bit further into the competition. Luciano Leilua got an off-field thing going on as well. What do you reckon on Big Cohen? Oh, he's hard to take. Um, yeah. Especially with that back row talent. Hess, I even saw something he could be back potentially a little bit earlier. So, Who? Um, Lukey. Lukey. Yeah. Which would be awesome. I'm so excited for him. I hope he comes back well, uh, which he will. But I just his minutes would be hard to trust, even if he's starting. There's so much talent up at the Cowboys. It's a no for me. Mm. And again, if he's killing it early, sweet, you can jump on, but it's a big risk. Yep. Spy, that might do us for today's yeah. podcast, I think. So we'll wrap it up there for our third episode of the season. Jump back onto YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen or watch your podcast. Listen to our first two episodes. Uh, early spy team reveal week one with plenty of other content week two we went through another four clubs we'll be ticking off the next uh, nine clubs in the next two weeks before getting into the nitty gritty stuff topics each week Uh, thank you very much mate thanks mate and yeah uh, my updated team reveal coming this week I believe so I'll get that down and some reasoning why and we'll see what the people think beautiful mate Uh, Matty boy thank you thank you beautiful guys thank you for tuning in cheers Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.